0: said he wanted to come right here to Toronto, Canada. That Rock sucking up this crowd, if you ask me. And then the rock said, oh, oh, wait a minute, are you you kidding the rock? Are you kidding the rock? Is this the first time you've ever heard someone mention your city? Is that it? Oh, yay, hooray, he said Toronto, Yay. yay. That's where we live, we live in Toronto, yay, shut up.
1: This is episode 299 on the March to 300. And as you heard in the intro, one of our favorite clips, and thank God for the internet, because we were able to relive it. And that's got to be one of my favorite Hollywood rock promos of all time, considering he wasn't Hollywood rock for very long but with me tonight is jared aubrey seth is out on assignment and jared not only how the hell are you but how was it hearing
0: that clip again oh dude i'm having a good time but yeah that that clip was like so rock is probably the greatest talker of all time right i'm not sure that's arguable But, damn, that was funny. That was great heel work, classic rock. Mm. I could watch that clip over and over again. I'm so
1: happy to hear that. It's probably one of the most mentioned promos that we randomly toss in on these episodes. (laughs) Because based on that promo, every time I hear Toronto, I immediately go to that clip in my head. (laughs) <laughs> oh he said toronto i hear it the exact same way in my head every time so i thought why not start episode 299 with that clip and and let rock do it justice as opposed to us just mimicking it
0: well it, you know it makes sense you know uh, wwe was in toronto all week what better time than to the, the bust out that bad boy good call josh
1: exactly you know and We didn't get The Rock in Toronto this week, but we got somebody who maybe we weren't quite expecting this week, and it didn't really start the show. It wasn't in hour one. It wasn't in hour two. It was probably the start of hour three, and it just randomly came back from a commercial and so much so on the random scale that I accidentally spoiled it for myself because of fast forwarding through the commercials. And when I saw what was wrestling, I hit play. And of course it jumps right to the name of the wrestler on the Titantron, And I'm like, well, that spoils that. But <laughs> when it, Came when I, you know, rewound it back and what everybody else just saw was complete randomness because you come back from a commercial and you get this. First of all, banger of a tune. Secondly, we have not heard that since December 2021. When Johnny Gargano left NXT, his contract expired. He went to be with his wife, Candice, as they had their first child in February. And now here we are in the Triple H era. And Johnny Wrestling is on Monday Night Raw, dude.
0: I I so appreciate the heads up on this one because, as you know, and if you've been, you know, living under a rock, and if you've perhaps followed the show at all, and it's an entirety. I kind of like Johnny Gargano, and we've been following him since the days of, of Pro Wrestling Ohio and 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 Prime Wrestling, and. Yeah, he was a standout in NXT. Like I don't know how many five, 10 star matches he had in NXT. And then to have this show up out of nowhere, like Josh is like, Oh, you have to go to the, the top of the second hour, wait for the commercial. And after the, the edge and Damian priest thing, I like, get ready. I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be big. And I don't know what I texted back to you. I think it was just a bunch of, Oh my gods. I was just completely marking out Johnny wrestling's here. And I also said, and I and I truly believe this, that you have all these people lined up for Roman Reigns, build up Johnny Wrestling to be put over. Like, how huge would that be? I, I'm all in on that. Let's make it happen. I think you like Johnny just a smidge. Don't tell Candace that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so yeah he comes out he cuts a heartfelt promo basically just like when he left he gets his old theme back which was his baby face theme uh he gets interrupted by theory which makes sense because they were in the way together and uh theory you know kind of turns things around and says you know if for as much as you took me under your wing and showed me the way, uh, 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 get it, Um now I've done all the things that you say you dream about doing. So in a way, I'm the veteran and you're the rookie. And he tells him he can carry his bags, he can carry his money in the bank briefcase. And then he says, for old time's sakes, how about you hit me with the high five? And of course, the perfect setup. Hit me, Johnny, hit me, hit me, hit me, boom. Super kick to the face. (laughs) And that made my day because, you know, we don't like theory around here. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the
0: return of Johnny Wrestling. We don't like him around these parts. Yeah, that was that was fun, especially, I mean, as soon as, like, he came out, you knew something like that was going to happen. The high-five thing was great. Oh, uh, yeah, big, just super kick right to the mush sit-down theory and let us clap more for Johnny Wrestling.
1: That was probably as good, if not better, than any of AEW's lights-out, lights-on debuts because – that's a trope mm. that's been running to the ground already, but just a random return from a commercial break. And not only did I tell you where to fast forward and get to, but I told you when to stop fast forwarding. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: just wait and watch
0: Yeah. When you told me to get to the the edge and and uh, uh, Damien Priest bit, and then there'd be commercials, I actually just got to the commercial. I watched the commercials. So I wasn't going to miss anything. <laughs> yep there's <laughs> no the way i was fast, cause I if, if you hadn't told me i would have done the exact same thing josh i would have fast forwarded it's like ooh, wrestling oh my god johnny again i missed it right. you know backed up and you know missed the, the entrance and the pop and everything and I, I would have been super disappointed so so many many ups to josh for, for that <laughs> one. that's that's having a brother's back right there
1: i sacrifice so that you
0: could enjoy
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing was is before i even told you anything i was like are you watching raw by chance <laughs> and of I'm course like, the n- normal jarrett reaction was no why would i watch that crap no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> i know i never watch Raw. it's I, I, it's not there yet i can't devote my entire evening to watching it live it's it's dvr and nothing right now so yeah, yeah.
1: well yeah i I, I need a I need at least 30 minutes of fast-forward leeway time because it's not perfect. <laughs> Elsewhere on Raw, continuing with the Dexter Loomis storyline, he actually abducted somebody this week. And he kidnapped The Miz. So I don't know if you knew of Dexter Loomis in NXT 1.0, but before he became smitten with Indy Hartwell, he was kidnapping, actually, ironically, Austin Theory, and uh, so he was a bit of a psychopath back then. So, I'm interested to see where this is going.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I was never um, uh, a Dexter Loomis guy in NXT. Certainly watched, though. Certainly, certainly saw what he's done, and this is you know, like, like the guy or not, this is a great example of give me a reason to watch next week, right? Just it's, it takes 90 seconds of TV time. The guy pops up wide eyed psychopath kidnaps the Miz disappears off into the crowd at the end of the night. And then you're like, all right, what's going to happen next? Give me a reason to watch. And that's you know, we we might have talked about that a few times on the show, Josh, that, you know, we need reasons to be invested and reasons to come back next week to see what's going on. OK, you, you got me.
1: Yep. Nothing like a good cliffhanger. And on top of all that, if you want to fantasy book, here's an interesting pun not intended theory about who could possibly be tied in to this storyline with Dexter Loomis why would dexter loomis kidnap the miz why would someone want to eradicate the miz well some people are saying dexter loomis is a psychopath who is the miz's current tag team partner
0: i was just going to say that if we'd In uh, nobody other than uh, other former NXT superstar, Tommaso Ciampa. And what was his nickname when he was a heel? Oh, now you're
1: going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I forget. (laughs) Well, it was something the crowd would chant, and it was Psycho Killer. Oh, yeah, right. So if you have a Psycho Killer... Potentially controlling or directing a psychotic to eliminate the Miz so that one psycho killer could be a star on his own. I'm not saying that this is where it's going. I'm just saying it's a theory that's floated out there on the interwebs.
0: It does make perfect sense. And those are the little details that matter if that's really true. And if you want to
1: keep continuity alive, you bring up Indy Hartwell. You tie it in with Johnny Gargano because they were all the way. You bring Candice back when she's ready. And then you settle in for Ciampa Gargano round. What would it be? Three. But first go around
0: on the main roster. Yeah, I, I could watch those two quite often. They had some legendary matches in NXT, so yeah, bring it on. Just a handful, just a little bit.
1: Yeah. it's a little something-something. couple in Chicago. <laughs> I might have been there for one of them. Yeah, No big know. deal.
0: <laughs> Hashtag jealous.
1: <laughs> so Raw... Is continuously getting better. Smackdown is heading in the right direction, but the women's tag team tournament is a little snake-bitten, at least on the SmackDown side of the bracket, and more particularly the NXT entrant for the tournament. Last week, when we spoke to you, or I should say last episode when we spoke to you we were all excited about Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark making their SmackDown debut. Well, Friday came around and they were in Montreal. And for those of you not geographically inclined, yes, that is in Canada where Jarrett, what would be the restrictions in Canada? What must you have in order to gain access?
0: Something about I don't know. There was this virus that was going around, and it was, you know, it was kind of intense, and like people were dying and stuff. And and eventually, we, you know, the scientists put their heads together and came up with uh, what do you call those things that cure uh, and prevent? Vaccines. That's what it is. So you must prevent uh, present proof of vaccination on entering Canada. And uh, poor Nikita, she disappoints me. now she
1: she claims that it had nothing to do with that um but i digress uh i believe well here's the thing as far as zoe stark she's selling that she was injured with her match with mandy rose at heat wave okay fine uh they specifically worded it that nikita lyons was not medically available which set off alarm bells in my head that it was immediately the vaccination thing because not medically available is different than not medically cleared so it, you
0: know really is is if i can do math that this is 25 years after 1997 and this is the next montreal screw job keeping nikita off of our team <laughs> yes So
1: anyway, Shawn Michaels announced that they were going to be replaced in the tournament instead of just postponing the match a week till they were back in the States. But whatever that they were going to be replaced by toxic attraction, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, replacing Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Because when you replace a babyface team, you figure why not your top heels from NXT, but at least they're probably the most legitimate team in the entire tournament that's just (laughs) not two people slapped together to make a team. So they debut on SmackDown instead and they defeat Natalia and Sonya Deville and then Monday rolls around and we're told that Gigi Dolan suffered a concussion or an injury in said match and now Toxic Attraction had to be replaced. So this slot in the tournament is not faring well at all. And now to replace them, I think they've stopped going to the NXT well, and they're just going to do a fatal four-way on this week's SmackDown. It's called a second chance fatal four-way, AKA all the losers from the first round will get one more chance to advance, to probably do the job to Raquel and Aaliyah anyway, who will then themselves do the job to damage control. And if you don't know who damage control is, that is Sky and Dakota Kai. Yeah.
0: I, would be, I would be telling um, Nikita to be medically available stat.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping wow. she still gets a call up soon because that would suck if that was her one you know it's not like she's never going to get called up again but i mean if that that would suck if that was her one ticket you know this quarter of the year or whatever and then for reasons that we've already discussed she doesn't get it and you know hopefully it's not too much of a deterrent but we'll have to see indeed so we you know, have all these good changes and things on WWE programming. And then there's the craziness that is going on in AEW. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can pretty much just throw a dart into a barrel and you'd hit upon a crazy rumor or story or topic of chaos going on backstage
0: fill us in, Josh. I was, I started reading a bunch of articles today. And then of course, you know, that fickle bitch called work, you know, got in the way. And so I'm reading about, you know, so we, we, we talked about, you know, punk perhaps going into business for himself and that the hangman thing wasn't, uh, wasn't pre-approved. And then I hear that that's kind of working, you know, turning into a work whether they wanted it to or not. And then I'm hearing about, WWE potentially tampering with, uh, trying to talk to AEW staff and or uh, talent, and and getting that stuff all involved, and then I'm hearing stuff about Moxley and Punk, and that's not good. And I hear about Tony Khan that calls like a a mandatory meeting, and he was apparently through the roof in this meeting and all fired up, and. Yeah, there's lots going on in AEW and, and perhaps the the um what what's the phrase I'm looking for here, but but perhaps the luster has worn off in the backstage area, perhaps. Why don't you why not you fill us in here on uh what all the things are AEW going on right now?
1: Well, you pretty much nailed all of the reports that I was gonna speak about. So kudos on the summary. Uh, The phrase you were probably looking for is the honeymoon period is probably over or at least heading in that direction in terms of this is a new promotion and we give it the benefit of the doubt and this, that and the other. The only thing that you hadn't touched on was that there's apparently a lot of heat and backstage turmoil within the women's division of AEW. And so you hear these reports before Dynamite, Dynamite happens, and then we get more clarification on these reports. After Dynamite, craziness ensues on Dynamite. You know, one of the things that we had been praising All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan for was spacing out their pay-per-views so they had time to build stories and matches and so that everything You were excited and anticipating these matches on pay-per-views and stories to unfold and feuds to escalate and possibly end and new things to happen. When you space out your pay-per-views every two to three months, you have the time to do that kind of thing. This is the most frenetic booking that I've ever seen when they've had plenty of time You can't even use the excuse of Forbidden Door, because that was back in June. And it just seems like everything is just coming together at the last minute with very little build. But if you do watch the programming, obviously these things have been ongoing. It's just that nothing's really been finalized until most recently. And so while we do have a pretty good card for All Out, the build for each of these individual matches and feuds kind of feels rushed, more rushed than it should. So obviously next week, episode 300, we will be doing our predictions for All Out and for Clash at the Castle. I did not say at the top of the episode here, but for those of you who think we're baiting and switching you by continuously advertising our fantasy booking and not delivering uh, this thing called life just keeps interfering every now and again. So we will get to those results of our fantasy draft and and fantasy booking uh, that will probably be as right now, either episode 301 or possibly 302. Uh, we definitely want to do the double prediction show for episode 300. Um, but getting back to,
0: hang on there, Josh. I'm, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a plug in for our fantasy booking. So, in I, I've got my card ready. Um, I got a few little details. I'm going to now that I have some extra time that I'm going to I'm going to play with and work out. However, I have, and you may not like it. You may love it. You may hate it. But I have come up with a concept that has never been done in professional wrestling before. And you're going to hear about it when we do our fantasy booking show.
1: Well, color me intrigued. Something to look forward to. Indeed. And here all I have right now are winners and losers. I need to flesh out the details. (laughs) But anyway, getting back to AEW we did have all these reports that jared alluded to and spoke about we have alleged tampering so much so that tony's legal team had to send an email to nick khan and stephanie mcmahon kind of a loosely cease and desist kind of notion but basically <laughs> the gist was stop Effing around with our talent who are under contract. And I had sent out a tweet earlier, not on Twitter, but I shared a tweet between Seth and Jarrett. And it was from Chris Jericho responding to a fan who had sent him a tweet saying that he needs a Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, and Chris Jericho faction. Make it happen Y2J. To which Jericho responds, hmm, well some higher-ups want that to happen sooner than later. Hashtag tampering. So, that would allude to that WWE is interested in bringing back Chris Jericho. And he's been the first and the only identified talent that has been contacted, allegedly. So, Not only is Triple H bringing back people who used to be in WWE or in NXT, now they're supposedly reaching out to AEW talent who are under contract. And Tony's kind of tired of it. So there's that aspect. There's this talent meeting that occurred before Dynamite, which is hilarious because it only involved talent that was there. And they have a lot of talent that wasn't used on the show. So I don't know if they Zoomed them in on a Zoom call or they just, if you weren't there, oh well. Uh, So we had that. We had the craziness going on with Moxley and Punk, which I'll get back to in a minute. Uh, We had reports of turmoil within the women's division. Uh, There were reports that Thunder Rosa, who's the AEW Women's Champion, was hiding out in a bathroom for a good chunk of a day, whatever day that was, because she was afraid of retaliation from Jamie Hayter, who had her nose broken by Thunder Rosa on a Rampage episode a couple weeks back. So all kinds of rumors and speculation and reports. What we did get is Thunder Rosa saying that she is injured and has to, she said she has to relinquish the title but then they said they were going to crown an interim champion again this is this is tony's new favorite thing to do is make interim champions so instead of thunder rosa defending against tony storm at all out which another report had stated that tony storm was going to win the title now we're getting a fatal four-way for the winner to become the interim women's champion. And I guess whenever Thunder Rosa comes back, we'll get a title for title or a champion versus champion undisputed winner, kind of like the whole thing that we're just doing with Punk and Moxley now. So at All Out, it will be Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, I'm not 100%. Agreed with the participants, but it is what it is. Now, whether Tony wins the title anyway remains to be seen. And obviously, we'll make our picks on that next week. Then we get back to the match that we had discussed last episode, saying that we were very confused and wondering how and why they were giving this away on free TV. Well, it turns out another report... (laughs) Seems like all of our sources of information are reports of online wrestling dirt sheets or reporters or what have you, that the report on this was that it was Moxley's idea to bump it up to Dynamite, and Punk eventually agreed. So we got all this hype for title for title, champion versus champion, the winner would be the undisputed AEW world champion and we had all this pomp and circumstance. And then we come to find out that it wasn't even the main event of dynamite, which immediately had me raising an eyebrow. And then we had the introductions and both guys came out with a title belt and we had the, you know, the entrances, the introductions and the match started and for all the hype and all the pomp and all the circumstance, the match lasted three minutes and one second. And there was controversy because we don't know if what happened was a work or a shoot or half or what's going on, but here's the gist of the match. Punk and Moxley do a very stiff collar and elbow tie-up. Moxley pushes Punk to the corner, gets the advantage. They come out to the middle of the ring. Punk goes for one of his classic kicks. And he does hit Moxley square in the head with his right foot, which was his good foot, and his bad foot the left foot that he had surgery on was the one that he was planting on and putting all his weight on. Then punk collapses in a heap selling the foot, or if it's really injured, injured his foot and screaming out in pain. Moxley takes advantage, hits him with a wicked clothesline, elbows to the head, lifts him up into the death rider into a second death rider which is basically a double underhook suplex which is his finisher in new japan and after the second death rider we get one two three so basically a super squash of a injured punk or a re-injured punk depending on what you believe and that's it basically uh john moxley is the undisputed aew world heavyweight champion there is plenty of doubt and speculation and split opinions on this match and based on how you felt also impacted how you enjoyed the rest of the show because maybe you were in disbelief so much that you couldn't really enjoy the rest of the show case in point myself included. So Jared, I don't know if you saw this or heard about it, but that's basically what happened.
0: Yeah. It's on my DVR. And I did hear that, that Moxley won. I, I did not hear it was in such short order. So that was interesting. Uh, I wonder how much of a disappointment that was. (laughs) Like you just kind of mentioned that it's like, uh, that's not what we expected for a unification match. And you kind of felt blown off for the rest of the show. Uh, How did that, how did the live crowd come off for the rest of the show? Like, yeah, I can see us sitting at home being all pissed off and throwing remotes and glasses and stuff, but what was the crowd like after kind of getting, Do I want to use the word shafted there in a, like, that's kind of a big deal, right? Like Champ comes back, unification match, and A, it gets pulled out of the pay-per-view. Yeah, we're still calling it a pay-per-view in AEW. Up to free TV, number one, and then number two, you get a three-and-a-half-minute match. Out of it, I don't know. It seems kind of not bait-and-switchy, but it's kind of shitty. Not bait-and-switchy, but made me very twitchy.
1: Uh, here's the thing if you're a fan of Mox you probably loved it made him look like a supreme badass he cuts a promo later on in the show and he says oh I'm sorry was that not supposed to happen or that's not what was supposed to happen he goes best in the world my ass (laughs) so if you're a fan of Moxley this this was the night for you because he just came off like a huge badass not that he wasn't already, but the oh crowd my. the crowd loved the rest of the show because the rest of the show was what turned out to be the actual main event was Death Triangle versus United Empire. And for those of you who don't follow New Japan Pro Wrestling, that is Will Ospreay and uh, Aussie Open. And this was a great match a great main event i mean you have the lucha brothers you have will osprey you have Pac, you have bossi open but me sitting at home i'm gonna have to watch this again through a second viewing to fully appreciate it because i was still flabbergasted at the uh i don't want to call it a unification match because it's not like we absorbed one title into another we just had a, de- a determination of who is the undisputed champion but so, yeah, the live crowd was so into what they were seeing with the main event, you know, you couldn't really tell anything from their perspective. But I guarantee you, if there was that main event pasted into the pay-per-view, people would have been pissed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Jeez. Well, hey, I mean, looks like uh, Moxley's got the big bump, So or a big rub, I should say.
1: Well, here's the other thing, thanks to yet another report. Allegedly, they're still going to do run this back at the pay-per-view, and I don't see how. I don't creatively see how you justify Punk getting another shot. So that would indicate that the injury is a work and that he's going to, on one foot, try to challenge Moxley again, who just beat his ass in three minutes. So, (laughs)
0: like
1: I was saying last episode, I don't necessarily want to see it run back, but that was... It, that was when I was expecting a 20 minute banger the first time around, but now I even less want to see it run back. I don't care if it's in Chicago or not. I just don't see how you feasibly creatively get there again. And why the hell would Mox want to take it again?
0: Yeah. like How do, how do you do that in storyline? It's like, okay. You know, you punks. Yeah. I, I want, I want to rematch. It's like, no, nah, you're a bitch.
1: right not only that we've got we've got two shows left not counting this week's rampage because it's already been filmed but two shows left and we're going to build the rematch in two shows that are both going to be live next week I don't know that's that's a tough sell
0: I, I would almost I mean this results in zero build well, I would almost just have Moxley keep doing the badass thing and have him just walk out in the middle of the pay-per-view and go, you know what, uh, you know, CM Punk doesn't have what it takes, you know, blah, 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 um, open challenge, and then just let something, just let a debacle happen, just let Moxley blood fest or something, and that would be amazing. Oh, speaking of blood,
1: uh, that was the irony. No blood for Moxley, <laughs> <laughs> three-minute encounter there wasn't enough time
0: he's, he's uh the, the new generation's rick flair right <laughs> he just Big doesn't match. have the blonde
1: hair to highlight it yeah true <laughs> uh yeah so lots of craziness in and around aew uh we've got this week's rampage we've got next week's shows which are taking place uh in chicago they are live dynamite obviously live rampage live all out on sunday it's going to be an interesting week and who would have thought that with triple h taking over wwe creative that wwe is the more settled in programming and the chaos is flying around aew some might have expected the opposite to happen
0: well i have a theory about that i mean this is completely laughable. but i'm going to say it just for a joke perhaps vince retired from wwe and now he's running aew <laughs> uh
1: no because aew is still good although if you just based it around their women's division there might be plausibility to that but that their women's division has sucked since jump so and you know it's no knock against the women it's not really their fault it's just they can only muster really one segment per show almost it seems like and when they do get segments they are shunted to backstage instead of being in the ring Like the whole Thunder Rosa injury announcement was backstage with Tony Schiavone when Punk announced that he was injured and, and uh, how he didn't want to relinquish the title and all that stuff. He was in front of a crowd. So can't even give the same respect to the women's champion. So yeah, they've got a lot of things to clean up. One thing I'm questioning and, you know, it might be just Tony on a, on a power, I don't want to say a power trip, but I mean, he does run everything, but whatever happened to the WWE veterans that jump ship that they were supposed to help steer things in a better direction and, and tighten the screws as the saying goes, Mark Henry, big show. I I thought they were supposed to be helping and maybe just Tony's not listening. I don't know.
0: Well, it's, I mean, I don't know enough about what goes on behind the scenes at AEW, but I wonder if perhaps that we've gotten too far down the path where the 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 inmates are controlling the asylum right like we they've given a lot of guys freedom to do what they want, and perhaps we're seeing that start to unravel just a little bit and it's time to rein that back in and get it back under control for a while i I don't know that's just it's a it's a thought that you know if, if guys are just kind of taking liberties and not following the script and doing things like Punk is doing um, could be a contributor, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I certainly know more about what's going on in WWE than I do in AEW.
1: Well, it's going to make for some interesting programming predictions and pay-per-views. See what I did there with the alliteration washes three P's. <laughs> so, Uh, that's just about the week that was Uh, all that's left is Smackdown and Rampage on Friday. And then we're in to the final build week for clash at the castle for all out for NXT worlds collide. And if we can all survive labor day weekend, more power to us. Because that is going to be a thing. Both WWE pay-per-views will be over before the sun sets on Saturday and Sunday, which is going to be weird. And an all-out show that I will not be at, which will also be weird, because I had been at every one that was not interrupted by a global pandemic. You're socking in your old age, Josh. Eh, Well, it's, you know, that thing called money and ticket availability. There's that, too. Like, I could still go to All Out if I wanted to pay 135 per ticket. But I'm going to pass. <laughs> All right. Well, as I mentioned, next episode will be 300 And it will be the double prediction show. We might sneak in a little bit of news if warranted. Otherwise, we will kick things right off with the predictions. Any final thoughts, sir?
0: Yeah, that show is going to be... And I'm talking about the the podcast show like that. was going to be nuts? That's going to be the, the the TSN turning point for the rest of the season, right? As far as prediction goes, that's a lot of matches and a lot of points coming up in one weekend. And I am starting to feel my my lead perhaps uh, slip away. The good thing is we got three WWE shows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all that's left after this next set for AEW is Full Gear, so that's in November. And then that's it for them. And I don't know I don't think WWE is doing a December one because they're running Day 1 again on January 1st and then the Royal Rumble later on in the month. So we will have to see how things shake out, but when we get to Day 1, that will be the new start of the new predictions season, so Full Gear might actually, no, I'm sorry, Survivor Series will probably uh, cap off the predictions year, as it were, unless we throw in another Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which has not culminated or been announced yet. So we'll have to see. We'll play it by ear. Uh, Next week, our predictions. And until then, thank you once again for listening, downloading, and subscribing. And we will talk to you next time thank you for listening to this episode you can subscribe to the wrestling brethren podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify pandora or wherever you get your podcast fix to hear the latest discussion from the wrestling brethren you can visit us at twbpodcast.com for posts and episodes visit the mothership if you will at behind the home of the behind the squared circle podcast network let us know your thoughts, questions, and comments at Twitter at TWBP Show. On Facebook at facebook.com forward slash behind the squared circle. And on Instagram at The Wrestling Brethren. You can follow Jarrett on Twitter at TheBaconRev, Rev. And you can follow Josh at Southpaw Josh. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you again soon with more from The Wrestling Brethren.